This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey guys, quick thing. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only question left to say is, are you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Hello and welcome to the Guna Talk. Back again with you guys for another episode of our Raw Reaction series and specifically the Arsenal News Show. Joining you this morning, the day before match day, match day's eve, as we like to discuss and call it these days. Um, hope you're doing good. Hope you're doing well and surviving. It's Friday. You've made it. It's the end of the week. Weekend is upon us. For you, for me, the weekend has started. I've got today and tomorrow off. I've got a wedding today. Not my own. Um, before any confusion. Mine's a little bit later on in the year, um, but uh, yeah, it's going to be a great day. Looking forward to it very much so, and it does mean that there will be no show tomorrow morning, as you can probably understand. So uh, no show tomorrow morning. Uh, unfortunately, there may not be a show on Monday. I'll keep you updated on that, but uh, I may be in the office on Monday uh, for Football London. so uh, there may not be a show on Monday either. I will try. If it turns out I feel fine tomorrow, I might get out of bed to be able to do it, but there's a, there's a strong chance, considering I'm at a wedding today, that there might not be a show tomorrow morning. We're just going to be honest, we're going to put it out there. We've seen Tom do a hangover show, and it's not good. Like, TC in the mornings after, you know, a day of drinking is not good. So, uh, yeah, there's probably not going to be a show tomorrow, but who knows? Maybe they'll be surprised. Um, but there probably definitely won't be one on Monday. So uh, apologies for that. A couple of days of uh, issues. But there will be coverage of the game. I'll be doing a reaction show tomorrow after the Brighton game. I'm not working tomorrow, so I'll be able to do one on the whistle, which is not something we get to do that much anymore. We used to do it all the time, but because of the new job and not being able to. But tomorrow, we'll be able to do a reaction show on the whistle. So make sure you join me for that. Good morning to Matt G in the chat box, to Damien, to Olu, to Martin, to Steve, to Peeny Ween as well, to Guna0411. Uh, Guna, uh, boy, good morning to you. SH, good morning to you. Daniel, Jose, Marcus, Ansa, good morning, guys. Uh, Ed, Tony, Carl, Bo, Paul, uh, Stevie, uh, Viraj, Simon, good morning, guys. Daniel, Julian, too. Uh, good morning, everybody. Hope you're doing good and well. I've left a question for you guys and a poll in the chat box. We're going to get to that and more a little bit later on in the show. Without further ado, that's correct on with things uh we kick off by telling you as always to go and subscribe to the arsenal way live at 10 a.m bailey and chris will be there for all of your arsenal needs make sure you give them a plenty of support this morning as i know that you always do thank you so much for continuing to support the channel and uh our thank you messages this morning thank you to ace to drew uh 
Um, to Vinny, uh, to Xshell, and to P Goddard as well. Thank you for the kind comments. We like to highlight these uh, positive comments on the shows as much as we can because it's good to bring a bit of positivity into our lives. So focusing on the negatives. Let's move on to today's stories by first telling you, of course, to go and check out our preview show, looking ahead to the game against Brighton. It was a fantastic show, joined by Bobby and Simon and Moss yesterday. Really good discussion about the Partey injury and more. And speaking of the Partey injury, that is where we start. Yesterday, it was confirmed that Mikel Arteta will be without Thomas Partey for at least a couple of weeks minimum, possibly even up to a month maybe even more. He has suffered a repeat of that injury that he uh, injured against Spurs in the North London derby last season. Same place. Could be a similar severity. We're going to have to wait and see. It could be really, really detrimental to our season. Our best player this year, in my opinion, without a shadow of a doubt, in 2022, losing him is a giant blow and a massive opportunity, therefore, for Sambi Lakonga, you would imagine, to come in and take that spot. Uh, our next story is that Brooke Norton Cuffey is certainly drawing plenty of attention. My colleague Chris Wheatley reporting yesterday that championship sides are inquiring about the possibility of signing Brooke Norton Cuffey. I would imagine that Nottingham Forest would be one of those teams. Jed Spence will return to Middlesbrough where he will either stay or move on somewhere else. I imagine that he would fit that role quite nicely that's been vacated by Jed Spence once he moves on. So watch that space. But I imagine there's a number of other teams that as well are looking at the young 18-year-old fullback. Moving forwards, Real Betis are set to hold talks with Arsenal about a permanent deal for Hector Bellerin. He has just a year left on his deal at the end of this season. He's done well playing in that right-back spot, uh, spot for Real Betis. And it is expected that talks will undergo uh, the due process is in a number of weeks' time to determine how much, when, if it happens. Hopefully, Arsenal can get a decent figure for Bellerin. They're certainly worthy of getting a decent figure, especially after this season has raised his price back up. Another good decision to loan him out and make sure he gets maximum value on that. And our penultimate story of the day is on Victor Ozimen. Not particularly positive, however, unfortunately. The Nigerian striker has, according to Italian media, let his representatives know that he would turn down a move to Arsenal in favour of one to Manchester United instead. It wasn't depicted whether or not it's dependent upon Champions League football, but that is the report coming out from Italy. Never wanted him. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. If you want to go Man United, mate, you can go Man United. If you want to join that circus, that's you do you. You do you. But... Uh, you know, I think moving to Arsenal will be a much, much better move for yourself. But if you want to go there, that's your decision. <laughs> it's the most diplomatic way I can put that. And our final story today, Kylian Mbappe. Not a player I expected to talk too much about on the show, but he's a player that seemingly will move uh, nowhere in the summer and will be staying with PSG. Now, you may wonder why on earth would we discuss this story on an Arsenal news show? And there is a very, very good reason for that. Because Real Madrid would be looking for a striker to replace the ageing Karim Benzema, who has a year left on his contract, so therefore they'll be looking to replace him and they were looking to replace him with Kylian Mbappe. If Mbappe is remaining at PSG, it means that Real Madrid entered the striker market and could compete with Arsenal for a number of their targets. We know that we've been linked to some of the top considered strikers in Europe right now, the likes of Lautaro Martinez, the likes of Jonathan David, Darwin Nunez. And if Real Madrid are now in the hunt, it is only going to make Arsenal's job to find a striker that much more difficult. So 
a frustrating one. We probably would rather see Mbappe move. That being said, if he did move, you know, PSG would it be in the market, therefore, for another striker. So it swings around about, so I suppose, and one of those two teams is going to be entering the market for a striker, dependent upon where Mbappe ends up playing his football next season. But I think I'd rather see it be PSG <laughs> than Real Madrid entering the striker market to compete with Arsenal for a number of forwards. So there you go. And the final topic of discussion relates to our poll in the chat box. What I want to try and do is create a bit of discussion before we go to the Q&A section and get a lot of your thoughts about a certain topic. And so this is ultimately where we kick off our poll, which I've put into the chat box this morning. The question is, would you understand missing top four after Tommy Tierney and Partey's injuries or should we still be expected to make it? So far, 64% of people saying that you would understand missing out on top four because of the injuries. 37% just gone up slightly. No, that's not a reason to miss top four. And I want to get a lot of your thoughts and your explanations to why you picked what you did pick in that poll in the chat box. And we'll be discussing that just after this quick break. Okay, so let's see why you picked what you picked uh, in the chat box for that poll. Most says, uh, Most joining us, what time is it in the morning, Most? That's ridiculous. I can understand, but at the moment, I think we can still do it and should. Um, I, th- I love the positivity, mate. It's definitely the way that we should be thinking. And I'm hoping, of course, as well that uh, we are going to try and get there as much as we can, even with these obstacles. Uh, Priyank says, Tom, if we didn't finish top four, I will blame Arteta, the manager, not Arteta, the coach. Unless we bottle top four, I can accept uh, two L's and one draw in the remaining games. Um, Harvey says, Arsenal are no longer interested in signing Dominic Calvert-Lewin, according to the Telegraph. Yeah, we, we did cover that uh, a couple of before the Telegraph even reported it. We covered it a couple of weeks ago that we called our interest. So that's not surprising. James says, no, the squad is light by design. Reese says, young team, plenty of time to get better. Mogos says, the coaching staff believe that Sambi is better suited for the Partey role. Let's hope that's true. James asking, when you say understand, do you also mean understanding why they didn't sign someone in January? No, I'm not saying that at all. And if we get to the end of the season, that is certainly going to be a point of contention. I understand why we won't get top four. But one of the reasons why I understand will be because we did not act upon that in the January transfer window. And I will certainly be the first to criticise, as I was in January, why we didn't bring in a striker to replace Lacazette. That being said, you know, a midfielder was not at the top of priorities in in, uh, in January because we've got Sambi Lukonga, we've got uh, Mohamed Elneny to come through and Artur was really the only midfielder that we were being linked to during that period of time. And we weren't certainly being linked to a left-back or a right-back during that period. So those two losses weren't particularly expected, um, to be honest. And when they did hit, it's been a big, big blow to us, to be fair. Um, Tom says, uh, who are the best forwards playing for teams that will most likely miss out on the Champions League, Europa League next season? Any gems we can grab? Oh, that's a good question. Vlaovic <laughs> could miss out on Champions League football next season, playing for Juventus, maybe. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Dominic Calvert-Lewin, you think of, but we're calling our interest on him. Uh, I'm going to quick check of the Liga table. Lille uh, are currently 
outside of that seventh place. So you would imagine that Jonathan David would miss out on that as well. Uh, Monaco also missing out. So there's a few players in other positions like Badia Shiel, for instance, that maybe you could go for as well. Leon being out of things. Moussa Dembele, anyone? Not for me, that's for sure. Uh, Edrasas says, more than ever, we need Tottenham to do what they do best and bottle top four. John says, I understand, but I think we can do it. So conflicted what to pick. I believe. Paul says, I would not understand missing top four because we could and should have strengthened in January. So I can't accept this. Angela says, the fact that we are where we are with one goal from Lacazette this calendar year is a miracle already, let alone the injuries. Uh, Schrodinger's cat flap says, all is lost. We're doomed. <laughs> Moss says, had some, some what? And passed out after supper and a brilliant Raptors. Well, I don't even know what that is, Moss, to be honest. Vinny says, top four was always a dream this season. The fact that we are where we are, the fact that we are there abouts is incredible. Target was to get back into Europa minimum. So he has achieved that. Well, Let's see. <laughs> Let's not say we've even got that yet. So he has achieved that target. I believe we have the players to do it. Matt Thornton says, time for the squad players to really step up. James says, if you took three of the best players from any team, Bar City and Liverpool, any team would struggle. Uh, Matt G says, I would understand. I said we should still get it because Tommy has been injured for some time and we were still talking about getting top four. Uh, Madupe says, I understand, but we should still be making top four because we chose not to strengthen in January. Uh, Bobby says, I would be blaming the way Arsenal has run for the last decade as we don't have the squad to cover these injuries. It's mad, isn't it? Considering the fact we signed six players in the summer transfer window, we let go of a fair few and that has to be reminded, we have to be reminded of that. But the players that we did let go of, you know, there were certainly reasons behind why we let those players go. A lot of the reasons being they weren't good enough. Um, Abamyang's the only one that you would say out of the bunch that certainly has world-class potential and he's showing that at Barca. But we all know that the stories that went behind behind the scenes by now. But the rest of them that moved on, they weren't good enough. So we'll see. Josh, will you be watching the possible title decider on Sunday? And who do you think will win? Uh, I probably will be. I'm working, so I'll have it on in the background at least. Uh, I think that Liverpool will get it. Uh, I think that Liverpool are going to win it. I think Liverpool are going to win the title, um, is my opinion. Uh, AFC West Mid says, Tom, I don't think it should differ uh, the position we aim to achieve. One simple fact, we all wanted signings. Arteta said we didn't need them, so now don't let it affect our aim. Did he say we didn't need them? I, I mean, fair play if he did, but I don't remember that being said. Send me the quotes if you can. Um, I know that they talked about saying they only wanted the best. They only wanted players that would definitely improve us. I remember that being said, and they felt like they couldn't find those players, which I accept, but I don't accept knowing that maybe there was players out there that we could have signed um, to bring in. I wouldn't have gone for Alexander Izak, by the way. I do disagree with my good friend Dan Potts on that one. I wouldn't have spent £75 million on him because that he might not necessarily have been the perfect striker for us in the summer, and then you've already committed to him in this part of the summer. In this part of the season, sorry. Uh, Ollie says, I picked yes. Top four was not a target at the beginning of the season. Liverpool dropped off last season with their best players were missing. It's a good point. Reggie, the real test now is how Arteta adjusts the team to try and remain competitive. If he can keep them competing, but they lose uh, but they lose some, then I'm okay with it. Um, Roma says, hey, Tom, over from the Spotify. Thank you for tuning in on Spotify. I'm sure that those shows are still going out on Spotify. I know that we've switched over to Acast. So uh, if they've not been going out, someone could let me know. That would be great because I've been trying to make sure that they're still going out over on Spotify. So uh, 
I'm hoping that they are. I'm just checking if yesterday's show go out. It looks like it did. So, uh, yeah, thank you for tuning in. And, yeah, as I say, these do go out on like iTunes and Spotify. If you could leave us a nice review, it really does help uh, boost us up the algorithms and stuff. So thank you so much for tuning in. On the audio-only platforms, now you get to see the face made for radio. Uh, Yuri's Prince says, Europa League has been good for us for player development, but not good for us in terms of progression of the club. That's what we have to say. Alpha says, I picked no because this is where you're meant to, where your metal as a manager is tested. Ranieri, the tinker man, won the league. He's just got to make calculated decisions and go for strength over limiting weakness. I mean, didn't Leicester manage to keep pretty much their entire team fit throughout the entire season, to be fair? So I would cite that as a possible reason why they also were able to do it. Jay says, I wouldn't be upset as such. The way I see it, we are moving forward and I trust our procurement, good word, of players. So I'm confident we will be fine next season. We do require more depth in the squad. Penny Wien says, aren't we waiting for top, top players? Hence why we didn't sign anyone. Yes, that's where my head's at regarding this one. Daniel says, I said earlier at the start of the season, we weren't predicted to get top four. We are overachieving. The squad ain't ready yet for Champions League. Uh, Tassard says we should have kept M8 to cover left back uh, and EB and centre mid. EB, what's EB? Is that centre back? Uh, maybe it is. Uh, <laughs> that would have covered all of the injuries. Um, is M8 you're talking about Maitland-Niles? Uh, I think that you might be, unless I'm thinking of it being someone else and it's just gone over my head, but possibly so. Maitland-Niles was one we could have kept. That being said, he's gone to Roma and utterly been, you know, Mourinho is not for uh, Maitland-Niles at all and he will return in the summer. Uh, Ritian says, I would understand and would 100% back the playing and coaching 11 to get us into the Champions League by next season. Dreaming of finishing in the top four, though, fingers crossed. Amira says, I can understand it, but it doesn't mean I won't be disappointed. Hey, I'm not telling you not to be disappointed and I will be hugely disappointed. It is ours to lose. We still support this team 100% though. They're clearly building something for the future. Lars says, to be fair, a striker in January wouldn't help our injured fullbacks. That's the point that's certainly being raised and it certainly wouldn't help with Partey. A midfielder would, but the only one we were in for is Artur at the time and Juventus weren't accepting of where we wanted to go with it. Um, I didn't call you Tom, Dom, but thanks Dom. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Sorry, Dom. Marcus says, so where do you think the top strikers will be after the summer? And who do you think we will get? Oh, it's a really tough question, Marcus. Really tough. I think the Palo Dybala is going to end up at Juventus as... W- uh, sorry, at Inter Milan as will... Uh, there's someone else that's going to go Juve to... Uh, it's named Escape Me. Lataro Martinez, I think there's a chance he could move somewhere like Atletico Madrid. Ralph Felix could then move somewhere else as well. Um... Jonathan David's an interesting one. There's a chance he could end up at somewhere like Liverpool. I think he fits that Firmino role really quite well and he could be a long-term replacement for him. If not, who knows? Could be us. Darwin Nunez is being linked to us and Manchester United. Who knows what might happen with him? Chelsea, are they going to go for a striker considering what's going on with Lukaku and Werner? It'd be mad if they did. They've spent £150 on strikers. Will they go anywhere else? We'll have to wait and see. Man United also linked with uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin. So who knows? He could end up there. I have a feeling that Calvert-Lewin will end up at West Ham. That's kind of my prediction on that one. We'll see. Ollie says, hey, Tom, I understand every team will struggle with key injuries. Liverpool's expectations dropped last season due to key injuries. City also two years back. Priyank says, yesterday I scouted Hakpo, who, who now I've learned is not pronounced Gakpo. It's pronounced Hakpo. Gakpo. This is what they were saying on the commentary. But... It's, I know it's a lot easier to say Gakpo, but I can't redo the huh 
sound. It's, <laughs> I'm doing ASMR now for TGT. The hackpo like noise. It's a bit. Uh, I feel sorry for the commentators of the league. You know, <laughs> I have to get all flemmy when they pronounce Gakpo's name. Um, but yeah, I was impressed. Madueke, yeah, Madueke is uh, is a very talented youngster who's actually an England youth international, but uh, has already spoken in the past about playing for the Netherlands in the future. So we'll have to wait and see on that one. Matthew says, Tom, Lucas Torreira is one that, if true, he was committed to reintegrating. I wonder what might have been. Thoughts? Yeah, look, he, he, he was just not a player that they were up for keeping. Uh, I'm not surprised. Can, remember all the stories in the summer? I know that he went through something horrible. But, you know, he, he really did tank his value with the, what, the comments that he came out with. And, you know, he, he was demanding to leave Arsenal at one stage. And he said he wanted to go back to Uruguay. So it was a very, very difficult situation. So I don't think we can point to the Torreira deal, to be honest, as one that was a, you know, a regret because of the situation. It was such a difficult one to manage. And I think ultimately it was the right thing for him to move on from the club. I am just frustrated that we didn't sign that midfielder in the summer. That's the one position I look at, central midfield, that we didn't sign. Uh, at all. Uh, Tammy Abraham, Isaac Tuchimeni. I mean, Tuchimeni is a midfielder, of course, Answer. I think he'll probably end up somewhere like Chelsea to replace Kante. Uh, Tammy Abraham, I think, will stay with Roma for now. Um, I think that Roma can demand a ridiculous fee that no one will pay. Isaac, I'm not sure. Maybe Liverpool? Maybe somewhere else. Morgan says, sorry, Lacker, for all your worth. We need a goal-scoring centre-forward for me. Eddie, I crave a good old-fashioned centre-forward who engaged the opposition in the goal area of presence. Look, I don't think Eddie's the answer. I would choose Martinelli or Pepe over him. I'm just not for Eddie right now at all. Like We started Eddie in a number of games this season. We started him and he just didn't... It, it just didn't happen. I remember we started him last season as well in games. It, again, it didn't happen. We've started him in... We've given him plenty of opportunities. Coming off the bench, he's just not given enough. He's hit the post a couple of times from speculative effort, efforts, but I don't see enough. I really don't see enough from him. How are you feeling now about Bruno G? The same as I felt in the in the January virage is that he's a midfielder we, we should have signed. We, we should have signed him. He's not playing right now because Eddie Howe certainly feels that Shelby and Joe Linton, for some reason, are the ones to go for in midfield and just keep moving on, gradually integrate Gimaraes while he's got the comfortability, now not in a relegation battle, to do it. But yeah, he's a brilliant midfielder and we should have signed him. Um, let's have a look. Axe says, I'll understand, uh, but you, but to see Spurs possibly get will hurt. Yeah, it will hurt. It was interesting. I was looking back at the table uh, when Antonio Conte took over. And when Conte took over Spurs, Spurs were two points behind Arsenal at that point. I felt like it was more. I don't know why, but I remember, obviously, we, we lost the first three games of the season and that really did dent our uh, where we were at. And yeah, so when Conte took over, he was two points behind us with the same amount of 10 games played. We played 10 Premier League games by that point. And now we're on level points and we've got a game in hand. If we were to win that game in hand, we'd still be one point better off compared to Spurs than when Conte took over, which when you think about it is a bit strange. Like people talk about the work that Conte's done at Spurs since taking over. But say we win that game in hand, you know, we'd still be one point ahead of them, um, which would be really... Uh, sorry, but we'd be three points ahead and one point ahead of where we were when he took over Spurs, which is really interesting. Um, really interesting. But now, you know, we, we've had these huge hits, these massive, massive hits to the team with Partey and Tierney and Tomiyasu being out for so long and Lacazette's just not scoring. So, look, we'll see. Um, but it's a really strange situation with that. When you look at the points comparisons when Conte took over. 
Um, Neil says, Arteta said he had a solution. It is peak time to show solution. I'm sure that solution probably included Tommy Asu, Partey and Tierney, to be honest, Neil. Uh, Cass said, to come to tell you the truth, I wasn't expecting a top four finish this season. Uh, just getting back into the Europa League, I would have taken this season. Would love Champions League, but if it not, but if not, I ain't having a meltdown. Daz says, will there ever be a time where we are relaxed about who Arsenal sign as we are already comfortably in a title race? One day, Daz, I really hope. I really hope that is the case. And that's why I'm still very much on board with what we're seeing right now is because I feel like that's what we're building towards. Some people don't necessarily see enough evidence of that. Yeah, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. I respect it. But for me, I just I just have seen enough. I've seen so much change behind the scenes. And whilst it may not be reflected yet in the league position, although when you compare this season to last and the one before, you know, it is drastically different. Um I see enough that's changing. I see enough of the foundation that's being built. And to be honest, if we had, say, someone come in that had got us into top four for a couple of seasons and then we fell away because it was all about getting results immediately, you know, I'm not sure that would have been the best thing for the club's long-term future. I'd rather be established in the top four and that just might take a bit more time to build up to. But the fact that we did what we've done this season is great. People talk about, oh, but Chelsea are going to improve. Man United are going to improve. Spurs are going to improve. Man United were billed as title challengers this season. Chelsea were billed as title challengers this season. We could have gone two points behind them had we beaten Palace. Like, there's always going to be these thoughts about look, everyone's going to get better next season. It's going to be even harder next season. But we say that every year. That's football. It happens. And that's why I get so frustrated when you know people really kind of discredit what we've done this season by saying, oh, well, we wouldn't be here if it weren't for Man United underachieving or Spurs underachieving or Chelsea doing whatever they're doing or West Ham having Europa League football or us not having European football. No, we've got where we are because of our own merit this season. You know, we're on for... a it, we, Funny thing is, we're on for a predicted points total that matches that of plenty of sides that got top four in previous seasons. So it's not like, you know, we've had to rely on other teams falling away we're on for a points tally that would put us alongside other teams that have got top four in many previous years. So that discounts that almost immediately. It's just, it's just really strange. Um, it's really strange how um, there's this expectation that, you know, everyone's going to be better. Everyone's going to be great next season. And in reality, that's not always the case at all. Um, Madupa says, Tom, you honestly believe we can make top four next season if we don't make Champions League? To be honest, I don't think we will. Uh, I don't think we will. A door is open now. We should really take... <laughs> Look, the thing is, is when you say, uh, Madupe, that we should really take advantage, it's almost like you're saying that we're not trying to. It's almost like there's this admittance that if we don't get top four, it's because we didn't try to get it or that we there are excuses for not getting it. And that's not the case. <laughs> the squad is doing everything it can to try and get into the top four, to win as many games as it can. And sometimes throughout a season, you're going to have off games like we had against Crystal Palace. But things out of our control, like injuries, you know, is frustrating. The things that are in our control, like, you know, the fact that we, we should have signed someone in January is certainly something that we look back on. But if the, if the reason why that they didn't sign anyone is because they said that they wanted to sign players that they felt took them forwards and that there was no one there that they could sign that they felt wouldn't take us forwards you know as an as an explanation for why you didn't do a transfer over say we couldn't afford it 
or we're happy with what we've got. Um, I wouldn't have accepted those reasons that we couldn't afford it or that we're happy with what we've got. But the fact that the reason given was that they only will target players that will upgrade or progress us. You know, I have respect for that explanation, but I still question that there were options for us to go for, in my opinion. But uh, it's weird. I find it really odd the the the, the explanation or the the suggestion that we're not trying or that we'll miss out on top four because you know we haven't gone for it or that we haven't taken advantage of this opportunity. We're bloody trying. <laughs> we really are trying to. So that's it. Um, Charlie, I did see your reply on Twitter. I gave. Did you reply to my reply? I, I probably replied before the show. Um, I've just seen your reply. Yeah. So uh, let's. Uh, he says uh, ultimately, if we don't get Europa League either, look, if we don't finish in the top six, there's no excuse for that. I can't excuse that. Not finishing in the top six. I can't sit here and say, oh, we're seventh. Great. No, that's not how it works. And I've said so many times that if he doesn't finish in the top six. There's nothing to save him. There's nothing that can save him. There's no explanation you can give to keep him if he doesn't finish in the top six for me. And even if he doesn't finish in the top four, I'm not handing him a new contract. If he doesn't finish top four, I would wait. I would wait for next season to give me more evidence that we are progressing. So if you finish in the top four, there's no question about getting a new contract. Like There's no argument against him getting a new contract if he finishes in the top four. But if he doesn't finish in the top four, I would wait. And that's why I think there's this, There's this. it's not so binary between success and failure because there's this middle ground for me. Failure is not getting into Europe. And by not getting into Europe, I also include the Conference League because that's not Europe. So failure is not top six. Success is top four this season in the context of what we want to achieve and moving forwards. But there's this middle ground for me, which is fifth and sixth place, which is a bit of a buffer, a bit of a, I don't want to give you a contract yet because I want to see what we do next season and see that we are progressing. That's that middle ground for me between success and failure, which is arguably what would be defined as disappointment this season. Failure is seventh and below. Disappointment is fifth and sixth for me because of the opportunity that we've had. Success for me this season specifically is a top four finish. That's where my head's at. King says, aren't we in year three? Uh, it's a Look, this point comes up all the time. We're in year, can't really describe it as year three because the, the first year he took over, you know, he took us over in the bottom half of the table. We were starting from, you know, behind the starting line, if you like. So it's it's different. But what I would say is that it's year three where you've had everything that's gone before and that to turn this Arsenal team around from where it was is going to take time. I know that's not one people want to hear and it's a really hard thing to accept. I've accepted it. It's a really hard thing for people to accept and it's not going, oh, look at what happened after Emery's second year or look what happened after this manager at this club or look what Tuchel done at Chelsea, etc. It's It's so different because if we really want to change Arsenal, if we really want to get it out of the doldrums that it experienced at the end of the Arsene Wenger era and into the Emery era as well, then it's going to take some massive changes and they don't happen in two and a half years alone. You know, you've got to stick with it. And next season, the third season, the third full season, for me, that that's the evidence to tell me whether or not we should progress with Arteta or not. It's next season. Um, and if we finish top four this year, then wow. 
Um, that's a mad achievement considering the context of where we're at. we are at on our journey. But if we finish in the fifth or sixth, for me, it's a disappointment. If we finish below sixth, he should go. That's where my head's at. That's just my view, my opinion. I, I think it's fine. I think it should be fine for all of us that the player's gone. They needed to be gone. Absolutely correct. Still, some players need to go. Yeah, I agree. Byron says, morning, Tom. Question, do you think all Arteta's doubters are waiting for games like Palace to feel vindicated about themselves instead of looking at the body of work? Um, there are people that just hate Arteta. They just hate him, that want him to fail, and that the actual want for him to fail is greater than the want for Arsenal to succeed. There's only one question that you need to ask to find out like about who these people are. And, and that's just to ask, do you want Arteta to succeed? And by succeed, turn Arsenal into the team that we all want us to be. And if the answer is no, <laughs> then you know the answer. So it's a very simple question. Do you want Arteta to succeed? Because if Arteta succeeds, it means Arsenal succeed. Because in my opinion, success for Arteta, as he has dis defined and has the ownership and as Edu has defined, is getting us back to where we want to be, which is winning titles. And so that is success. That is like that is in, in the sense of that is Arteta succeed, that him succeeding. This season, contextually, this part of the journey, getting back into top four is amazing. That step forward, that leap forward to getting back to where we, you know, we can start to build and move from there. That's great. But yeah, uh, do I think that they're waiting for games like Palace for a vindication? Yeah, look, being wrong sucks. Like I've been wrong so many times. I've held my hand up on the channel. It takes a big person to be wrong. I hold your hands up and say you got something wrong. It really does. Because especially when you're putting yourself out there and putting a show in front of thousands of people every day, you know, putting your hands up and saying, I've got that one wrong. It's not a nice feeling um it really isn't but ultimately you change your mind your opinion based upon the evidence that you're given and if you're so headstrong about say a manager that you were not happy about joining and that you wanted him to fail to feel justified then you're putting yourself and your pride before that of the club that you supposedly love and you know arsenal's bigger than everything arsenal is bigger than absolutely everything and you know that's what being an arsenal fan is is you want the club to succeed I don't care who the manager is. I don't care who the players are. As Well, mm, there's, there are some. And it's one of the reasons why I say I wouldn't sign Thomas Socek, for instance. That's probably given you a bit of a clue as to why it matters sometimes. But it matters to me. Arsenal is above everything. And, you know, I want them to succeed. I don't care who the manager is in regards to, you know, if it's Mikel Arteta, if it was Uno Emery, if it was Arsene Wenger, if it was blooming Jose Mourinho, I wouldn't care as long as Arsenal are back and winning titles again. And if I think that we're on the right path to doing that under the current coach, then I'll sit here and say that. If I think that, you know, we've had enough time and there's not been enough evidence shown to me, then I'll also say that. And there were times after Villarreal, as you guys know, and after Manchester City, where I was at that point, where I felt like it was the right time to move on. So, dear me. Vinny says, small people could admit they are wrong too. Tom, not everyone is six foot three. Hey, if you met me after the Liverpool, before the Liverpool game, I know there's people in here that were, and Dan Robert definitely can attest to this. You know, I, I'm not lying. That's <laughs> just, that's how tall I am. I'm not lying at all, mate. So you can try and pull that out as much as you like. Uh, Stevens says, hi, Tom. The implosion of Palace's result and the subsequent injuries is laughable. 
let's see what happens being rather than speculating and using that as the truth. Let's have a look at the poll uh, in the chat box and see how many people have voted so far. Uh, by the way, it's still less than 100 likes and there's over 300 of you have voted on that poll. Please do drop a like on the video. It really, really does help us out. It takes you just a second. If you can't find it, it's in a little drop down thing under the video. That's how you drop a like on the video. 344 of you have voted. 62% is saying that you would understand. 38% have said, no, that's not a reason to miss top four hey if you ever thought that this community here was one that was always on one end there's your evidence that it's not so uh it's great to see the difference in opinions i'd love to do more of a phone-in show on this as well to try and get different opinions and viewpoints maybe it's something that we do um in a week where there's no midweek game we'll probably end up doing that is there's one next week there's no we might do a phone-in show next week we'll see what happens in the brighton result uh, and there's going to be a few discussions about top four. I think the Brighton result is going to tell us a lot, actually. It's going to tell us more than I ever thought it would because I thought it was a bit of a... should have been a, an easy three points. It still should be. Uh, we should still be winning this game. It's not going to be necessarily as easy as I thought it was with the players we're missing, but we should be winning this game. Crusader says, I don't even think it's a disappointment if we take it to the last game and we can miss out. We fell into the trap of having a false advantage when we still have tough games to parlay. Um, to play. <laughs> parlay. <laughs> Karim says, joined the stream late, but have you mentioned how many points we need to get top four this season based on previous season's points tallies? Yes, Karim. I've talked about the fact that our predicted points tally is very much on course to be one where teams would finish in the top four. So, yes, we have talked about that. Uh, number one lover says, uh, why do you think it's so hard for people to understand that when you have a young squad that you are going to have inconsistencies? Um, look, I don't think it's necessarily that people find it hard i think it's that there is obviously there's so much there's so much disappointment about arsenal there's so much of a of a pain about where this club has fallen that you know people want to see us winning people want to see us getting back to the top and winning titles and it's horrible seeing spurs finish above us as well so many seasons in a row that you know i i don't blame people for not having patience i'm never i'm never going to be critical of someone not having patience anymore i used to be I used to be like, Look, you've got to be patient about this. And I still think that, you know, there's an element of saying you do need to have patience. And I think I've said it on this show. But I'm not gonna I'm not gonna criticize someone for not having patience because we've been asked to be patient at this club for a long, long time. We've been sold promises that never came true. The Emirates move, et cetera, and what's happened since then, and the owners that have come in, et cetera, and everything to do with that. I'm never gonna be critical of someone not having patience. What I will be critical though is people that are that want certain individuals to fail because it vindicates a viewpoint. That's what I'll be critical of. That's where my head's at. So there you go. Um, <laughs> Carl Tom is a giant for heightened personality. And Carl has met me. So, you know, it's just, there you go. Um, I'm trying to lose weight though, Carl, I promise. Um, I'm only kidding. Priyank says, Tom, are you worried about tomorrow's game? Of course, I'm worried about every game now, Priyank. I still remember Monreal lying on the floor and Basuma laughing. That time also we batted top four against Crystal Palace and Brighton. Big, big test tomorrow. Absolutely. Um, Ronald says, Woods and Nkunku, Odegaard and Partey DM work for us. I think that'd be great. I think Nkunku can play further forwards actually as well. Uh, AFC Till I Die says, top four wasn't an expectation at the beginning. So I'd understand that being said, I think we can do it. And Man United are just that. And we, Man United are just that. Uh, and we all know what the Spursy ones do. They bottle. Yeah. I, <laughs> We've got a hope, you know. At the moment, it's still in our hands, but we'd have to win all of our games. And 
even if they... We, to be fair, we are reliant, I still think, on obviously those dropping points. I think Spurs will drop points. I hope that Aston Villa pick up their form today. We really, really need them to. Do us a favour, guys. Please do us a favour and get something. I know that we've, we haven't got the best of relationships, Aston, Aston Villa, but we could really do with them getting a result against Spurs. Um, Madupe says, Tom, I believe we hit 74 points. Top four is guaranteed. I don't think anything's guaranteed these days. We'll wait and see. EKK says, those Arteta haters need to understand that on Arteta's failure is an Arsenal failure, period. Uh, and an Arsenal success is an Arteta success. Paul says, I've never wanted the team and manager to succeed more. Let's support them and see game by game how we do. Greg says, young or old squad clubs have inconsistent teams. If they have good owners, managers and players, they should and could be a consistent team. Um, Paul says, I've never wanted the team and managers to succeed. Oh, we've done that one. Um, number one lover says, who do you think is going down? Uh, I think, oh, I really think Everton might go down. <laughs> Everton, uh, Watford and Norwich, uh, who I think will go down. Matt says, let's just embrace this connection between the team and fans. And it's been a long time coming. Look, I've gone through, we went through the other day, the amount of things that have improved and changed and, and changed for the better since Arteta's taken over. It is a long list of things. We now just need that evidence on the table. We need that to be the priority, that to take over, that to be the evidence of these changes having a positive effect on the long-term impacts of the club. That's what we need. That's what we need to see. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. As I said, there's no show tomorrow. Well, I'm pretty sure there's not going to be a show tomorrow morning. I've got a wedding today. Um, not my own, as I've maintained. Uh, that's later on this year. Sunday, there will be a show again. We'll be back on Sunday. And there'll be a reaction tomorrow. There will be a reaction show at full time. So make sure that you tune in at full time tomorrow on the channel. We'll be doing a reaction, going through all of your comments and more, as always. Uh, and drop a like on the video as well. Uh, do watch our preview show. I was joined by Simon and Bobby uh, yesterday, of course, with Moss to talk all about uh, the Brighton game. So make sure you've watched that too. Drop a like on the video uh, and go and watch the Arsenal way with Bailey and Chris at 10 a.m. Enjoy your Friday, people. I'll see you tomorrow for the big game. Oh, just I'd really love a big win, wouldn't you? I think we all would, surely. I mean, all Arsenal fans would anyway. But we want to make and we want a really big win tomorrow. And uh, a little bit of experimentation would be good uh, as well. I quite want to see what Pepe's got to ask. Come on, get Pepe in the team. Let's see what he can do. And maybe even in a centre forward role. Who knows? Much love, people. See you soon. Have a great day. And as always, up the Arsenal. 90-plus minute. All your mates around, and you've got a McNuggets share box ready to go, and you know a late winner's coming. Your mates already got booked for a double dipping, and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfection. Order now on the McDonald's app for your delivery. You in? At participating restaurants, 18-plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. Talk sport. Powered by fans.